1: The Diecast Collector's Podcast from Lionel Racing. Season one of the Authenticated Podcast from Lionel Racing is going to wrap up with this holiday episode. We enjoyed a wonderful run here in the late part of the season since we debuted this show. And uh, we've got a lot of exciting things in store for 2022. But one more show for you before the big guy comes uh, in just a couple of weeks. And uh, we've got a great show in store for you here today on Authenticated. Hello, everyone. This is Matt Kenfield from Lionel Racing, and joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Michelle Fannin. First up, uh, you know, it's the holiday season. Are you, are you festive? Are you in the holiday spirit?
2: I should be. Um, I will be. I think once I get all my Christmas shopping done. But um, looking forward to a couple days off, and I'm excited about the show today, first and foremost. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh, Alex Pullman also joining us as always. And uh, how about you? Uh, what, what's what's the? I know, I know you're kind of in house transition mode, but uh, you know, are, are are you in the Christmas spirit now?
3: Um, I've done a majority of my Christmas shopping, but um, I didn't get to decorate this year, like you said, because we're moving houses. But for the most part, yeah, you know, like Michelle, I'm excited for the show today and excited to have a couple days off next week.
1: All right. So we're just, you know, as this show airs, we're about two weeks away from Christmas. I want to talk Christmas movies real quick because that has been on 24 7 in my house my kids watch christmas movies my wife has to watch one of those cheesy hallmark you know the ones with the the woman from full house what's her name dj tanner oh, or like, Andis, Candace yes, cameron beret she's in or every damn one of them and uh, they all have the same story they all you know different different circumstances and they you know they somebody ends up saving christmas and then they kiss and then it's all over and you know 90 minutes of your brain cells have been wasted but uh, um, because that's all that we do in our house Favorite Christmas movie? Alex, come on. Do you have one?
3: I, I have two. Okay. They're kind of a little unethical, but Love Actually. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, love Actually <laughs> is one. Um, and Bad Mom's
2: Christmas.
1: <laughs> we did watch that one. I didn't see that one. I
2: love that one so much.
1: Yeah. Uh, my, my wife enjoyed that one. Um, how about you?
2: A Christmas Story. Okay. You have to watch that. Yes. Every year. It's hilarious. Yes. Um, and then I like Christmas Vacation good call and then classic white christmas okay Bing crosby
1: yep that's good that is uh um classic timely uh you know or timeless um i've gotten my kids into christmas vacation especially my my uh, almost 10 year old son you know that's the perfect type of comedy totally you know i'm 40 years old and i have you know any time that you make you know, fart jokes or something like that. I'm all about it. So, you know, me and a ten year old and we get we're on the same wavelength there, so the Christmas vacation or all the vacation movies for that matter, um are, are pretty solid and, and and you know uh christmas vacation is probably one of mine elf has become uh
2: elf is like the modern classic
1: it, it really is I, I think the way that you know like our generation talks about christmas vacation because you know it came out i think late 80s or something yeah. like that you know that was and before you know it's a wonderful life was probably for our parents right that yeah. like that was their that was their you know p number one um christmas movie i think like my kids generation will look back at you know elf or something like that as uh you know kind of their cornerstone christmas movie And it was
2: done in such a classic way like with the riffs on rudolph and frosty and all of that so it really and was it's perfect and yeah. it was like when will ferrell was big like yeah. the teledega Nights and stepbrothers,
3: oh, was yeah. an elf and yeah
1: and what was really good too is, okay, so I took my kids to um, North Carolina Transportation Museum here, just outside of Salisbury, North Carolina, and Spencer, North Carolina. They have a Polar Express train ride, <laughs> right? So... Um, really cool because we've got a Polar Express uh, train set underneath the Christmas tree as you should too, as you're listening to this, if you don't check out LionelStore.com and get one or go to Lionel store at Concord Mills and buy one and have it under your tree this year. Um, But so we took the kids to the Polar Express and they had a little guy doing juggling and jokes and stuff like that and did some trivia for, um, for candy for the kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just talking about Christmas movies and all that. And my daughter, Won a blow pop, a big prize for a five year old. That's a big prize totally. as a blow pop from a stranger, you know, because nothing's cooler than taking candy from a stranger, <laughs> right? But because um, he was doing movie trivia, Christmas movie trivia, and I'll put this to either of you and see if you know the answer to this. Damn. I mean, I don't have a blow pop for you, but still. So it was about Elf, and the guy was asking the questions who or what was the name of Buddy the Elf's brother? In that movie.
2: His brother?
1: The the So Walter Hobbs was the dad, yeah. right? He had a son. Yeah. And that was actually, you know, it turns out to be Buddy's brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the kid's name?
2: I've only seen You it. have stunned me. I've seen that
3: uh, like five times. I'll be honest, I've only seen I've Elf once.
1: So <laughs> if my daughter was right here, I'd do exactly what I did then. I whispered, it was Michael. It was Michael. You're right, it is Michael. It was Michael. <laughs> so you know, you guys I would not have you won. did not win the candy from a stranger so. and he's such
2: an important part of the movie too uh, hey
1: you know it, it worked out really well for my daughter she got candy out Good of it for Collins. yes yeah and, and I got to prove that I'm way too much of a movie nerd to uh, to actually know the answer to that and you know I was proud that you know there's probably 30 other families a
2: nutcracker.
3: <laughs> Santa <laughs> I'm a, I know him
1: cotton-headed cotton-headed ninny muggins <laughs> um but uh you know so just a, a little a little fun story there and, and it pays to pay attention because then you get candy so uh you know very, very important lesson for a six-year-old little girl there too but uh, and the one i don't know about you i'm just gonna speak for myself here i love christmas i love everything about it i love santa i love the meaning behind christmas you know certainly the, the you know the, the religious part of it as well you know everything about christmas time and spending time with my family and all that stuff is important but I hate Christmas music.
3: Oh, I re- same.
1: I, I, maybe it's just me and Alex, apparently, but. <laughs>
3: well, I, so I have a reason why I don't. Because in college, I did an internship at a recording studio and we were recording a Christmas album. So I continually listened to Christmas nope. music on a loop over and over again. And there was like an Elvis impersonator there, too. So he was doing an album. So, yeah, I don't
2: I don't I like it at the Christmas. appropriate time in the appropriate place. Like, I don't want to be in the office and have someone play it next to me all the time right. beginning the day or the week after Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah. I, I know people listen to it the day after Halloween, like some stations yeah. actually play it. And then. I, I'm
2: like, what? No. I don't want to be forced to listen to it. Right.
1: And, you know, here in the Charlotte area, there's there's a couple of radio stations that play Christmas music 24-7 during the holiday time. And
2: if you want to listen to it, that's great. Right.
1: But they play, like, the same six songs from different art. You know, it, it, it's... How many different versions of Sleigh Ride can you hear? You know what I mean? It, but if you're a
2: company like Lionel and you sell Christmas trains, that may be a station you want to advertise on.
1: Well, sure. And and, and that's awesome. I, I I My wife listens to it. It is on in her car, you know, I paid $30 a month or whatever for Sirius XM, but you know, the, the stations in Charlotte that play Christmas music, she is listening to it 24 yeah. seven. She's got the kids into it. It's just not for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just not for me. And you know, I, can I just say this? So I hope my you aunt Julia,
2: who I love dearly and who is awesome. She's retired from the post office. She had a coworker at the post office while they were sorting mail who p- played the Chipmunks Christmas album
1: oh my. Oh. over
2: and over and over and apparently My aunt didn't like it and had a problem with it and let it be known it was a problem. And she got called in for anger management class because she had a big problem. So she didn't go postal. but (laughs) (laughs) She did have an issue with the Christmas Chipmunks album being played over and over while they were sorting mail around the holidays. So, you know
1: what, though? If
2: The Chipmunks album would be the one that would do it.
1: I was going to say, if there was ever something that would throw me over the line on, you know, just not wanting to do whatever I was doing, that's what it would be, yeah. right? Like, that, that would be...
3: That would be the one.
1: Yeah, yeah. If everybody ever says, "What would be your turn?" <laughs> you know, they always say like on the news, "Like where did it go wrong?" Well, when the Christmas Chipmunks when Christmas. the Chipmunks Christmas music <laughs> started getting played, that's where it went wrong. Every time like
3: true, uh, true crime shows, where did it go wrong? Uh,
1: sure, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. That's when
3: Karen snapped.
1: Right, you know when they make <laughs> when they make that documentary and you know. <laughs> You know, they would seem like such an he seemed like such a nice guy. And then all of a sudden
3: the chipmunks played and it was all about,
1: over, you know, all, all Alvin wanted was a hula hoop. And then all Matt wanted to do was mow down his coworkers. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, next yeah. up on I.D. Yeah, right. So uh, but still, we, we really hope and we'll mention this at the end of the show. We hope everybody listening to this certainly has a happy holiday season. And, uh, you know, while we won't be with you on the authenticated podcast for a couple of weeks, uh, we do have a lot of cool social media content coming over these next couple of weeks, uh, as well as uh, uh, some great offers on LionelRacing.com on DieCast as well. And uh, we will be back with this show uh, in early January, and we're working on the details right now, but we will have a NASCAR champion on an upcoming episode of the Authenticated podcast. So I'm more so excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and what's really been cool, too, is in talking with the team involved with um, with having this driver on. They're they're aware of the show too. You know, I, we didn't have to sell them. Oh, we're doing this thing, or even this is you know we've only had a dozen or so episodes, whatever. It's uh, oh yeah, yeah, we, we've heard about it. It's a good deal. Let's let's make it happen. So we're just trying to hammer down the details on the wheres and whens and hows, and uh, you know a lot of cool stuff still to come on the authenticated podcast uh, in 2022, and that's just going to be the tip of the iceberg because uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff uh, in store as well. We're gonna take the show on the road. I think uh, you know early on in the season. As well. Uh, so, whatever you, you know, hopefully you're enjoying the show, but we're only going to make it bigger and better in 20, 2022. Uh, but still on today's show, we're going to unveil, reveal, the top 10 best-selling diecast of 2021. Uh, Actually, you probably already saw it on social media, but if not, we will recap those again here on the show and also give one last call because the big guy in the North Pole has made his list. He's checking it twice, and you will not want to miss the return of Diecast Santa on Lionel Racing social media channels. We'll have more on that later on in the show. But before we get going, let's do a little weekend review here on Authenticated. Some big news just hitting the airwaves as we uh, as we record our show here uh, this week. And uh, it comes from Colleg Racing and their NASCAR Cup Series effort. A three headed monster, I guess you can say, behind the wheel of the 16 NASCAR Cup Series car in 2022. A.J. Allmendinger, Noah Gregson and daniel hemrick uh all will be sharing time in that number 16 cup series car in 2022 Uh, alex i know uh you and the colleague team have had plenty of discussions over the years and you know did you did you see this coming with that second car
3: um not with the three different drivers you know i know aj ran it part-time this season a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to, you know, see Gregson coming up to cup a little bit and Hemrick getting a shot back in cup. So, you know, it's something different, but it gives them an opportunity to see where each driver, you know, participates in what's their better tracks, so to say.
1: And we, we just saw the announcement. Great job by the, you know, the social media, the content team, at Colleague Racing to bring back some of the past run-ins between all three of those drivers. Yeah. I mean, heck, or I'm sorry, uh, heck, Hemrick and uh, Gregson. Gregson were throwing fists at each other earlier this year. Now they're going to be like they say they're racing as, as a family. Uh, you know, I, I've never punched anybody in my family, but you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe in the Fannin household, that was a regular thing.
2: Um, you know, extended family. There's been a few <laughs> slaps and fights. So you know, you just may not be southern enough. Maybe yeah, I, that's I don't true. Know. That, yeah. That's fair. Could be. Yeah, but, but you know, colleagues really. I think they always step up their game. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see how a they get along and be how they perform so looking forward to that next year for sure
3: and it's almost like a jimmy johnson dynamic now because aj's like the older wiser driver Then you got all the young kids it was you know yeah
1: he's a veteran right he's the veteran but you know Quickly, we forget that Hamrick ran a full season in Cup Series with RCR, (laughs) too, you know, and and he's been around the NASCAR ranks for a long time. Yeah, he's just, you know, he finally made it to Victory Lane at Phoenix in the most recent race. uh, You know, it took him that long to get into Victory Lane. Uh, But he does have Cup Series experience and, you know, he's been driving in whether it's the Xfinity Series, the Cup Series or the Truck Series for about, you know, about 10 years or so now, you know, when he first started in the Truck Series with Eddie Sharp a long time ago. Um, So, you know, is he is he younger than me? Yes. You know, but he's certainly been around a while. And Noah, you know, he he has run a couple of cup races with Beard Motorsports and and, in mostly super speedway races. Um, But certainly he's proven himself in the Xfinity series. And, you know, could this be. You know especially for Noah being the youngest of those three you know could this be kind of like a tryout uh, if you will for you know maybe 2023 or thereafter
2: I would think so it's an opportunity to prove himself and it's a good stepping stone for him for sure
1: yeah I have i would be interested to see uh just how that dynamic works because i know sometimes uh having three different drivers who all have different feel for what they want out of the race car um you know i i I, it would be very interesting to see how a three driver rotation in that car will you know how, how that car will perform because having all of those minds and all that knowledge behind the wheel, uh, could certainly be a benefit. But if one driver likes a tighter race car than the one who likes a looser race car, likes this and likes that, then, you know, it could just, you know, throw them through a loop. But, uh, Interesting dynamic for sure. So uh, it'd be very exciting to see how that works out. But uh, not the only news of the week out of the colleague motorsports or the colleague racing shop as Landon Castle will be joining the team. Yeah, remember Landon Castle? Yeah, he was a big deal in the Xfinity Series for a long time, even the Cup Series, and then kind of ran around and say, uh, you know, I'll say it, in some backmarker stuff for a while. And when he even was in the seat, uh, but now he's going to be in a competitive ride for sure with colleague racing in 2022. A fully Xfinity series schedule, and uh, when you think of that Xfinity series lineup, there, Alex, at Colleague, that's that's a pretty stout lineup there.
3: Oh yeah, you're definitely gonna want to watch them because they're gonna be very competitive and probably run up front every week like they did this season.
1: I'm I really appreciate the you know just how hard landing castle has worked to have another shot at this because he you know if you remember he ran a bunch in the cup series uh was with junior motorsports and you know back in the infancy of junior motorsports before they kind of you know got their act together like they have over the last uh i don't know maybe half dozen years or so when they've really been consistently running winning races um with hendrick motorsports even before that uh with landing castle and uh toiling around in the back of the pack had to be frustrating him because he's, you know, I think he's proven that he's a talented race car driver just necessarily hasn't been in the right opportunity to win. Now he is. Yeah.
2: Thinking about him, I have a picture of my nephews who are now almost 20 and 18 from 2011 at a tweet up when they met Landon Castle 10 years ago and they were little guys and Landon was driving then and he stuck with it, you know, and now he's got this great opportunity with colleague. So, you know, I was looking at that, you know, on my iPad last night and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was so long ago. And mm. now, the, you know, they're big men and Landon, <laughs> you know, has this opportunity. And, you know, you talk about, you know believing in yourself and you know going after your dreams so good for landon yeah you know, that he has this opportunity like and, you said i mean he didn't let it get him down and he's still still here and now he's got this great shot
3: and i feel like colleague is very good about giving you know drivers their second shots yeah and kind of you know reviving Killing you know the, yeah revive sorry um reviving their i
1: can't think of the word i'm
3: trying to think of not they're reviving their career necessarily, but maybe their vigor to win races. Right. and
1: Right. Because undoubtedly, you know, if Landon was sitting right here, I'm sure he would say the same thing. You go to the racetrack with a different mindset when you know you're with a team and in a car. Yes. That can at least run top five versus a team that's just... Out there making laps and collecting money, you know what I mean? There's a big difference when you go to the racetrack and, you know, the way you present yourself and, you know, the way your chest is puffed out a little bit, knowing that, okay, everybody's going to be having the stopwatch on me instead of just, you know, there's another car out there. Right. So um, and I did appreciate Daniel Hemrick's tweet uh, in response to the announcement of Landon Castle going to that, because, of course, the company that is sponsoring Landon Castle's effort is a cryptocurrency yeah. company and, you know, Landon will be collecting his paycheck in crypto Um and daniel put a tweet out there that just said man i'm really excited to have landon uh as a teammate even more excited to have him teach me about cryptocurrency because uh, i could use that i think we all could a tutorial <laughs> would be great right and you know it, it it makes little sense to me but you know and i know that there's a lot of diecast mans that are into the cryptocurrency yeah. and god bless you for it. it it makes my brain hurt trying to think <laughs> about it and and, and maybe also because i'm I'm too much of a cheapskate. If I put $500 in there tomorrow, it could be worth five cents. I also know tomorrow could be worth 5 million, but that's not necessarily a risk I'm willing to take right now. So, uh, but hey, if you're into it, Good for you. And, uh, you know, cheer on your guy, Landon Castle, uh, it, next year in the Xfinity Series with Colic Racing. Uh, more sponsorship news. Uh, I was really impressed to see McDonald's uh, expanding their support of 2311 Racing to also include Kurt Busch. Of course, McDonald's went to Victory Lane with 2311 Racing uh, with Bubba Wallace at Talladega earlier this year. Uh, but to kind of increase their presence to both cars now, I think is a really, really good get for 2311
2: I mean, that's a great sign, and with such a brand as McDonald's, I mean, kudos to them. And also, with Wheaties yesterday yeah. announcing that they're doing that special box with Michael Jordan and that they're going to be sponsoring Bubba at Auto Club Speedway, right. I think. Um, yeah. So that's going to be an exciting car on track, too. Um and what a cool thing they're doing promotionally
1: with Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, when you when you think of uh, you know what, so when I was a kid, there were um, uh, a family that lived nearby uh, had some foreign exchange students living there mm-hmm. from France. The only thing that those kids, they were teen, you know, high school age. The only thing that those kids knew about America before they came over here was McDonald's and Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I mean.
3: They're iconic brands, right?
1: It, it, when you think of, you know, we get so jaded by, I mean, just in our town, like I, from our office, we can see like three McDonald's yeah. from here. Right. So it's not a huge deal for us, but when you, and, and Michael Jordan, you know, we I've watched him on sports center. We've all seen him play basketball. Even if you're not into basketball, you know who he is. And that just says, you know, what, what kind of a brand those two are that, you know high school kids from other countries the only thing i knew about america at the time were michael jordan and mcdonald's so uh you know and adding wheaties to that again if you're if you're an american you know uh, athlete of any kind in little league or something like that like you i remember when i was a kid i wanted to be on baseball cards and not a wheaties box because that because that's yeah. when you knew that you made it mm-hmm. you know whatever you know Baseball was my sport, but, you know, that's when he knew you made it, when you were either on a card or on a Wheaties box. Exactly because only the best of the best got that far. So um, really interesting kind of uh, tie in with 2311 racing. And uh, and don't worry, race fans. We know that you probably want to see die cast for, you know, the McDonald's Kurt Busch car, um, the Wheaties car. Trust us, so do we. And <laughs> yes, as, I do. As, yeah. as soon as that art comes into us and approvals are done and we get through all the processes involved, we're going to offer it so uh you know i know a lot of people were already asking about the wheaties car uh and they just unveiled it you know not even 36 hours ago i think um but uh you know it's all still fresh and new and as soon as we get the stuff and get it all turned around to you uh it will be up for pre-order at lionelracing.com and uh, last, in some track news too that I found kind of interesting uh, Rockingham Speedway getting $9 million from the state of North Carolina. And the track vice president told Fox 46 in Charlotte that they intend to repave and add lights. Last hosted the NASCAR Cup Series race back in 2004. And the Truck Series race uh, was the most recent NASCAR race in 2013. Anybody know who won that race? The I Truck like, Race or the Cup Race? The truck Race. I only remember because I was there. I don't I know who won the cup race. Who won the cup race?
3: Matt Kinley Casey came finished second his okay. first time, six times that season.
1: Okay. Rock on Alex. The, rock on? I like what you did there, Rockingham.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you Thank go. You. The truck
1: series winner. Kyle Larson. The very last yep. Rockingham truck series race. So uh, uh have either of you been to Rockingham for a race? I have not. No. I think when
3: I was a little kid, but I don't remember it.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool uh, race and um, a really cool racetrack. And it's a shame that it's a little bit out of the beaten path. Of course, that, you know, NASCAR wanted to go to bigger markets and everything like that. Totally understand and respect, you know, those decisions. But uh, Rockingham, not necessarily being in a booming metropolis, kind of helped, uh, you know, kind of was its detriment. And um, but now that the state of North Carolina is offering some some money to racetracks such as Rockingham and also North Wilkesboro, right? Uh, to improve and you know, we all want to see Rockingham and North Wilkesboro back on on, on a NASCAR schedule, whether it's Cup Series, Xfinity, Truck, whatever it is. Um, Rockingham's probably more. Race ready, I guess yes. you could say. Yeah. So the nine million dollars, driven
2: by North Wilkesboro lately,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's going to take a lot more work than what, even what the state of North Carolina is going to give them to do it. But Speedway Motorsports already has the bulldozers out there and things like that. We'll see what the future holds, but uh, uh, I am excited to see some of these old classic race tracks. And even if they never host a Cup Series race, even if they have maybe some ARCA races, a truck yeah, race, or that something, that would be like, fantastic. You know, some big short, you know, super late model races, whatever it might be, uh, just to get fans back involved at those racetracks will be a really cool thing to see so uh all kinds of big news and of course uh, we will continue to monitor all of the latest happenings and whenever we get new diecast to offer and we'll talk more about some of the new diecasts here in just a moment but uh you know whether it's all of the you know any of these announcements as diecast and artwork is available we will offer it to you the race fans and uh, stick around we will talk more about some of the latest paint schemes to hit the market here at lino racing this week in fresh paint we've got the very first look at some rfk racing diecast releases of course if you listen to last week's episode of authenticated uh, amanda palmer from the rfk racing team uh, promised that there would be some pre-orders of diecast coming and uh, she wasn't lying because uh, within just a couple of days of that appearance we had the very first rfk racing diecast release brad keselowski's number six rfk racing test slash unveil car um, um a lot of people have been wanting that one um and uh, we weren't gonna let you down uh chrome numbers really cool uh you know what what was your take alex on you know just the excitement from your conversations with amanda and other folks at rfk about finally releasing one of their first diecast
3: i mean everybody had anticipated it so much you know with brad having his part ownership in the team now and then you know his new paint scheme with the new team so I mean, I think it's a cool looking car. And, you know, in addition to the Chrome numbers, the Chrome logo on the hood, it's cool to see those additions coming back. So, yeah, I was very excited to finally get it to release.
1: Absolutely. And uh, also from RFK Racing, not to be outdone, Chris Busher's number 17 Fasten All Ford Mustang got, get, gets a new look again this year um, uh, with the new next gen car. And uh, a lot of people have been excited about that. And uh, there was also a Fasten All paint scheme announced for Brad Keselowski That will be available in diecast form soon. Um, yeah. not, not just yet, but it will be soon. So, uh, all you Brad K fans looking for that Fasten All car, stay tuned. Uh, We will have more on that uh, down the road, but uh, also in Fresh Paint Land, new look for Alex Bowman, the 2022 number 48 Ally Chevrolet. Uh, Really, really interesting look. You know, I really enjoyed the dark purple of the Ally car over the last few years. Totally different this year, Michelle.
2: I think it's nice that they changed it up, though. You know, I did like the dark purple, but this one is so different with the lighter base color and then the purple and they call it, you know, raspberry accents or whatever mm-hmm. on top of it. So it's kind of nice to see a sponsor change it up in a big way. So, and what better time to do it than when the number template is different on the next gen body? So they take a big swing at it and excited to see what fans think about it.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm, I, I like a good looking car regardless of what it looks like. But I kind of, I haven't seen enough light paint schemes yes. for, for for lack of a better term, you know, using, you know, using white as a base or, you know, in this case, it's more of like a cream color or yeah, something like, like a that. Bright white. Right. Right. So, you know, it. it I enjoy because we see a lot of red cars, we see a lot of black cars, we see a lot of, you know, blue cars even and, you know, be able to use White space or something, you know, is it, for some reason it's just uh, appealing to me. So, uh, kudos to the Hendrick Motorsports art department for coming up with a really cool looking Ally Chevrolet for twenty twenty two for Alex Bowman. Uh, another test car uh, released: BJ McLeod's number seventy eight Live Fast Motorsports test car that ran uh, over at Charlotte, and that's uh, that's another cool one too. Uh, you know, we don't offer a whole lot of BJ McLeod releases, but this one was uh, another one that a lot of social media fans were excited about.
3: I really like the the design with the red and the black and the chrome it, it's different and it's you know awesome to be able to release another bj mccloud because we also released the the gatorland one earlier yeah. this year so he's running some pretty cool paint schemes over there at live fast
1: and he definitely, and he's got a growing uh, social media following as well. Because anytime there's something involved with BJ McLeod Motorsports, Xfinity Series team, or now the Live Fast team, uh, with he and Matt Tift uh, involved in that operation as well, uh, you know, a lot of fans seem to be all about it. And uh, um, with Josh Williams uh, moving to that team in the Xfinity side, uh, a lot of good things in BJ McLeod's uh, corner for 2022. Um, also wanted to touch on Chase Briscoe and the new mahindra sponsorship to be the primary sponsor of the number 14 ford mustang and uh, uh really cool to see kind of some uh, some uh, new money i guess you can say or so you know some fresh sponsorship come into a team you know with a driver like chase briscoe and Stuart haas racing
2: yeah i mean mahindra's gone all in with chase briscoe they did such a great job with the unveil the social media content with Stuart haas racing and, you know, Tony Stewart had a big part of that unveil video with Chase Briscoe. And the car looks great with bringing the red back to the number 14. So they're also going to sponsor Chase Briscoe's Chili Bowl car. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they're going to be involved in a really big way over at Stewart Haas. And it's like you said, it's really cool to see a brand new sponsor come into the sport.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's it's a company that has certainly they're all in right because yeah. they're sponsoring chase briscoe and the chili bowl and they did that big unveil over at indianapolis motor speedway and um you know it's great to see sponsors especially when they first come in get truly behind yeah. and a, a driver or an effort or in some you know we see it all the time sponsors put their name on a car and maybe we never see them again or something like that and they're not as engaged but it certainly seems like Mahindra will be and uh um good to, good to see them back in the sport i think mahindra was they, they sponsored remember this name robert richardson back in yes, the i do Forest. remember that i do a uh, long long time ago uh robert richardson uh from texas he was he was an interesting character but uh um good to see mahindra involved with chase briscoe and the Stewart Haas racing team in 2022 of course, these die casts and a lot more are now available at LionelRacing.com. You can also order them through our call center, 1-800-952-0708. You can also check out your favorite authorized Lionel Racing diecast dealer. Uh, plus, be sure to check out our Instagram story for the fresh paint. So if you haven't seen any of these die casts just yet, definitely check out our Instagram story for the look at them as well as links to order them. And now it's just about time to unveil the top 10 best-selling diecast of 2021. We'll do that up next here on Authenticated. All right, fans, as hopefully you saw, but earlier this week, we released the top 10 best-selling diecast of 2021 through our social media channels. A uh, lot of great discussion about those already. Uh, some of you ing- uh, agree or maybe have those in your collections, and some of you wondering where your favorite driver's car might have fallen if it wasn't in the top 10. Uh, but that's uh, that's why we release it. We want to get you people talking about it. We want you to know uh, uh, which ones uh, other fans are into as well and uh again best selling diecast so M- michelle just maybe let the fans know that as they're listening what does that mean you know where do these numbers come from
2: so they come from any sales orders that we have for these cars for 2021 cars and there are 124 scale cars that we look at and the reason for that is if we offer certain cars like whether it's a historic diecast we may not have a 164 tool for that and so we want to uh, include every car that we can and 124 cars are offered on a pre-order basis, and so we include all sales orders that we have in our system. That's for special finishes, that's for elites, that's for hood opens, and that also includes any corporate orders that we have. So if a sponsor orders a run of 124 scale cars, that comes into play here as well. Um, so what you see in our top 10 list includes all 124 scale orders that we have in our system so some of these cars haven't delivered yet but that's okay because we have sales orders in the system for those and so it captures all the demand really and that's what this list is about it's about consumer demand for die cast because that really tells us the popularity um, of these cars and paint schemes over the course of the year
1: and it's not just lionelracing.com right there's no, also wholesalers, it's, it's wholesalers dealers.
2: dealers um um fanatics.com mm-hmm. it's trackside it's like i mentioned before sponsors um give us orders for race cars that they sponsor um so it's across our company
1: so that's how we came up with this list and now if you haven't already seen it Alex, why don't you give us 10 through 6 before we, uh, you know, do the drum roll for the top 5 later on. But uh, 10 through 6, here's Alex.
3: Number 10, Bubba Wallace's McDonald's Talladega win Toyota Camry. Number 9, Chase Elliott's Hooters throwback Chevy Camaro. Number 8, Kyle Larson's HendrickCars.com Las Vegas win Chevy Camaro. Number 7, Chase Elliott's Lumar Circuit of the Americas win Chevy Camaro. Number 6, Chase Elliott's Hooters Chevy Camaro.
1: A lot of Chase Elliott so far in the top 10. Uh, I don't think that's much of a surprise, just as little of a surprise as it was that he won most popular driver uh, in that voting. Um, But, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what you guys think. What's the most intriguing of the, the, you know, six through 10, what's the most intriguing one that you were maybe surprised with in that list?
2: I don't think I was surprised by any of them. I think it's really cool to see Bubba Wallace make the top 10 list with his first win. Um, which is great to see that Talladega win hit our top 10 list. And then with Kyle Larson winning his first win of the year at Las Vegas, um, that's awesome to see as well. So it's, you know, Chase Elliott's our best-selling driver now for several years running, but it is still good to see other drivers hit our top 10 list. And so we see that here um in six through ten
3: i was gonna say too uh the circuit of the Americas, since that was their inaugural race even though it was rain shortened you know that one's definitely not only because chase out is a great seller but an inaugural race win as well exactly
2: which i think tells a story of the year too right
1: and, you know, just as a testament to Chase Elliott's popularity, I, what I think is interesting is when you see a standard paint scheme make this top 10, um, especially one that's not the primary standard. Yeah. So, you know, wh- where I'm speaking to that is the the Hooters. It's just the standard Hooters car. Um you know Hooters is an iconic brand and everything like that and Chase Elliott's the most popular driver in the sport so I mean that makes sense but it's not it's not the Napa car you know yeah. when when you think Chase Elliott you think Napa you know because that is the primary sponsor but to see the number 6 best selling diecast was just a standard you know non race win um you know, ran multiple races. Uh, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting that it, it that it got into the top ten there too.
2: I agree. It speaks to the strength of Chase Elliott for sure.
1: For sure, and uh, yeah, re- really good to see uh, Bubba Wallace as the uh, only non Chevrolet to, to make uh, the top ten so far as well. Yeah,
2: that's a good point.
1: You know, so uh, Bubba Wallace, the uh, um, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, yeah, if well, by this point you've already seen this, so you should know that is actually the only Toyota camera to crack the top 10 at all. So uh, uh, kudos to Bubba Wallace uh, for for winning the race at Talladega to uh, make a really cool die cast there to celebrate that first win. Uh, Alex, I think it's time. How about the top five best-selling die casts of 2021?
3: All righty. Number five, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s United for America Chevy Camaro. Number four, Kyle Larson's HendrickCars.com Phoenix win Chevy Camaro. Number three, Chase Elliott's Napa Chevy Camaro. Number two, Kyle Larson's HendrickCars.com champion Chevy Camaro. And the number one best-selling diecast for 2021, Kevin Harvick's Gravedigger Ford Mustang. How
1: about that, Michelle? Gravedigger, P1.
2: So Gravedigger just blew us away with how well it sold. We knew it was going to be big. But uh, just to give you some kind of frame of reference, um, the first hour it went on sale, we sold more than 1,500 cars in one hour, which is unreal. And we sold 9,500 cars in the first two days. So that's just unbelievable. I mean, we sell a lot of cars, but that's just the volume in such a short time is big. So Kevin Harvick's gravedigger paint scheme, gravedigger diecast, outpaced other cars in this list by quite a lot Um, and that's just a testament to the program that stewart haas racing put together um with the monster truck folks and gravedigger i mean is such an iconic monster truck yeah and so there's a lot of crossover with the demographics there between nascar and the monster truck folks and so um it just worked really really well and so we were excited to be able to make that die cast and um made our top 10 and made our number one.
1: It, it did. And when you say that you were excited that we were able to make that die cast, cause it wasn't that easy. There was some rights involved.
2: issues and different things that we were able to work through with the folks over at Stuart Haas. And so, um, it all worked out and, um, here we are with Kevin Harvick sitting atop our list, um, for the first time in a while, because it's been Chase Elliott, um, for the right. past couple of years. So, um, Yeah, just a really cool die cast, and I hope that you were able to order it. And they are actually shipping now. And another good thing about it, too, is um, E2, who does our trackside um, trailer for Stuart Haas Racing, so they are the official trackside partner for Stuart Haas Racing, they chose to air freight a lot of the Gravedigger die cast in in order to have them available for sale at the Clash in Los Angeles. So if you're going to that race, you should be able to buy Grave Digger diecast. There,
1: what was really interesting about that, like like you said, how it's just an iconic brand with Monster Jam and uh, Grave Digger. We had people uh, on in our building. Of course, you know we've got our Lionel racing team, but we've also got the Lionel trains teams. Some of us work hand in hand and different. You know, with right. you know racing team members work with the train folks and vice versa. But some, you know, there's also plenty of people that are exclusive to whatever side that is. There were more people that came up to me, and I don't, know about, I don't know if you guys had the same experience, people that I've never, I don't wanna say I've never talked to, but more than just a high in the hallway, came by to talk about you know hey how do i get that gravedigger car yeah. you know so it, it transcends nascar you don't have to be a nascar fan but you know there there was a a woman who works in our train art department that came by and said i don't know the first thing about nascar but i grew up watching gravedigger so i want to buy that car
2: yeah it has mass appeal for right. sure. or or like all the people who are
3: posting their photos at like monster truck rallies with gravedigger who are also like you said nascar fans so they were excited to see not the gravedigger in the NASCAR form.
1: Right. Yeah. And it, it was, it was a really fun program to be a part of. Uh, I, I know there was a, a few headaches and hurdles to, to overcome in order to get that uh, to you folks to, uh, to be able to uh, order. Uh, but we were able to do it and hopefully you were able to add it to your collection and uh, really cool. The E2 is going, if you haven't already added it to your collection, uh, there will be an opportunity. If you're going to one of the first couple of races of the season to hopefully buy it on the Stewart house racing trackside. Transporter, so uh, I don't know about any other surprises there. Uh, good to see Dale Junior. You know, just, he runs one race a year, but it, it, you know, it, it just happens to get back into the uh, into the top ten and with you know, that die cast That was
2: a really strong paint scheme too. I mean, it was the United for America tribute in light, and it was the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, and that was a really cool looking car. Um, so. And it is Dale Jr., like he said. So you marry those two together, and you've got a winner.
1: And seeing Kevin Harvick in number one, Kind of ended a streak because it had been Dale Jr. for so long. Dale Jr. goes away and then it hands off to Chase Elliott. And this is, you know, uh, Kevin Harvick has always been one of our better sellers. Absolutely. You know, but never a, a P1 driver uh, as far as sales go. Um, so really interesting to, to, to see how that comes about. And uh, um,
2: and I also think it's cool that Kyle Larson's champ car is number two. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that car is selling still. Mm -hmm. um, But the sales orders that we have so far are so strong, um, which isn't surprising, but it's really good to see um, that fans are ordering that car and um, we're still taking orders for that car.
1: And Earlier this year, um, when Mr. H, man Rick Hendrick announced that HendrickCars.com would be the primary sponsor for Kyle Larson, pretty much exclusively, especially coming in 2022, um, you know, would be a big play, a big role in Kyle Larson. We see the HendrickCars.com paint scheme a lot in this. And, And typically we don't see. The paint. So use somebody like a Kyle Busch for an example. If he wins a bunch of races in M and M's cars, it they, you know they don't always make the top ten, yeah,
2: especially if it's like the same M and M's paint scheme over and over, and not a special,
1: right? You know, so knowing that it was the same car, now some of them had different varying levels of damage and confetti yeah. and things like that to yeah. kind of set them apart from one another. But uh, it was really interesting to see kind of that. You know, the, the wheels that were spinning inside Mr. H's mind to say, hey, m- you know, my company is going to sponsor Kyle Larson. It, it's not necessarily his money, but it's 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 his company. Right. Uh, that, that is on board Kyle Larson's car. Um, but to see kind of his thought process is, hey, this is going to be good exposure for my company, even though it takes money out of my pocket, if you will. Um, but it shows like even in diecast form the fans don't necessarily care that they're Hendrickcars.com. They just want his cars.
2: Right. And that's, honestly we didn't know that would be the case right because we were all like oh goodness it, wouldn't it be great <laughs> there yes. were a few other sponsors that were running or he would win in some other paint schemes that really hasn't hurt it right isn't it was is counterintuitive
1: that was the one that i was thinking not so much kyle bush because he does run a different yeah. you know m&ms but it was uh, kevin harvick a few years ago won like four races in jimmy john's cars yes and like they all look the same and they never had confetti at those races right. you know what i mean so it's just such a struggle because kevin harvick does sell well but the fans are probably thinking like oh why is that same one me any different than the one right. that i bought last month when he won the same you know the race in the same car so uh pretty interesting stories there
3: yeah i think all but three of his wins were in the hendrick cars.com
2: right cars
1: yeah and uh, um uh, we talked a little bit just about standard paint schemes of course chase elliott being number three on this list with his napa um uh primary scheme uh, just Again, that's another one that didn't necessarily change a whole lot from 2020, but to still be the third best selling car. You
2: want the primary car for the most popular driver.
1: It's wild. And, uh, you know, we certainly uh, appreciate the fans and and their uh, diligence and their passion for their favorite driver to, you know, whoever it is. If even if you didn't land into the top 10, um, you know, to put your faith and your dollars behind your favorite driver is uh it's really cool and that's why we enjoy doing what we're what we do is because you know we're race fans we want to see uh all of these cars End up on shelves and in top 10, you know, in the running for the top 10, Um, you know, hopefully your favorite driver and your favorite paint scheme made it onto the top 10. Uh, But if not, we'll be doing this again next year. So whatever your favorite, it'll be interesting to see what 2022's uh, top 10 list looks like, because. The next gen car, new, you know, yeah. new sponsor, number placement on the car the you know, that could shake up everything both on the track and in our top 10 list. There's no telling.
2: No, it's impossible to predict. And we don't know what special paint schemes are coming. And clearly, if something like Grade Digger comes back. Right. All bets are off. Who
1: knows? Yep. Yep. It's uh, uh, really interesting stuff. So that is the overall top 10. That is that's the Grand Poobah. That is, you know, the. Creme de la creme of the uh, diecast sales in 2021, uh, but we also tabulate in very much the same way, right, Michelle? The top 10 race wins of right. the year. The exact same processes as far as you know, including the dealers, wholesalers, track uh, trackside, everything combined, just for the race wins. Uh, so some of them cracked into the top 10 of overall sales, but uh, Alex, let's go real quick through the top 10 best-selling race win diecast of 2021.
3: Number 10, Joey Logano's Shell Penswill Bristol Dirt win. Number 9, Chase Elliott Napa Road America win. Number 8, Martin Truex Jr's Auto Owners Bristol Dirt Truck Series win. Number 7, Kyle Larson's MetroTech Automotive Charlotte win. Number 6, Michael McDowell's Love Travel Stop Daytona 500 win. Number 5, Kyle Larson's Valvoline Nashville Super Speedway win. Number 4, Bubba Wallace's McDonald's Talladega win. Number three, Kyle Larson's HendrickCars.com Las Vegas win. Number two, Chase Elliott's Lumar Circuit of the Americas win. And the number one best-selling race win of 2021 is Kyle Larson's HendrickCars.com Phoenix win
1: no real surprises there maybe as far as the top four or so because they all made the top ten best selling overall so uh, uh, kudos to all those drivers from Kyle Larson number one Chase Elliott's uh, Coda win number two Larson's Vegas win number three Bubba Wallace's McDonald's Talladega win in fourth but uh, uh, any surprises there uh, you know I'll, I'll give you mine before I, no let's let's hear from you folks first uh, what would you say you know is there one there that you were kind of surprised made the top 10? Truex's
2: oh. truck Bristol win. Yeah. I knew it would be popular but when I was tabulating and I saw that it cracked the top 10 that really did surprise me. I mean I knew it sold well right. but I was surprised that it cracked the top 10. Typically trucks don't. No they don't. Right. And I know Truex has a lot of fans and I know they were excited to see him in the truck series again yeah. or I mean had he ever been in the truck series I think he before? ran one race years ago. Yeah I knew years was, ago. Yeah like it was almost like he'd never been. Right. So um yeah I mean he out Chase Elliott Snapper Road America wins right. so I mean that's big I uh, it's
3: not so much a surprise but it's I like to see that a lot of them are either inaugural race wins or yeah. first time back at that track in a while for the Cup Series wins um, so it's definitely a good dynamic Of race wins i
2: agree
1: yeah i I think that novelty of the first time certainly helps some of these uh you know sales numbers you know whether it's the first race uh you know especially like on dirt we talked about the truex race but also joey logano's uh, shell penzoil bristol derwin logano's race wins you know they sell great but they're not necessarily top 10 best-selling in years past you know but because it was on dirt at bristol that the novelty of that i think helped uh, boost some of the numbers there and, and have more fans want to buy that you know certainly logano fans are very passionate they always buy every one of uh, their favorite driver's cars but that one probably transcended just logano fans into fans of you know dirt track racing and, and short track racing and everything like that um and, and Great for the little guy, uh, too, for Michael McDowell, not only just winning the uh, Daytona 500 was huge for him, but, uh, you know, really good sales numbers. And I'm sure that the uh, I don't know if we've shared this yet with Front Row Motorsports, but they might might have seen it now by uh, by our social media feeds or maybe listening to this podcast now. But uh, making them number six in the top 10 race wins, that's a pretty cool uh, feather in their cap, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. That was good to see looking at the
3: numbers for that car just like the final numbers i was like that's amazing you know that's really like you said it's good for the little guy good for him because you don't usually you know he's not usually sometimes the headlines but it was awesome to see him do so well
1: and and i'll admit i did not uh order that car And I am kicking myself for not doing it to this point because that car's starting to deliver now over the last few weeks. It's
3: actually sold out.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I probably won't be able to get one now, but I'm looking at the pictures, you know, monitoring Twitter and stuff like that, and people are showing off their pictures of how much detail and what the great job that our artist did on that Michael McDowell Daytona 500 car. And I'm like, crap, I wish I had gotten one of those because that's really... It does look good. Like, I'm like, man lionel killed it on that one not you know forgetting that like i'm you know i don't need to i i should say that because that's my job but but at the same time like our art team and our artist did such a great job recreating all the tape and the damage and all that stuff um as they always do but there was just something about that one that just kind of you know i'm impressed with everything that they do but that one just seemed to be
3: i hadn't seen the finished product i saw pictures of it and then i you know when it delivered i saw it and i was like dang that was really good yeah yeah
1: that's uh um and and that's what's so cool about the race wind diecast just the uh the amount of attention to detail that our art team puts into it and uh obviously people people want them and they like them and they and they buy them so um Stay tuned, I guess you can say, to uh, what the top 10 list of 2022 will be. We'll be back here in about 365 days or so and uh, recap all that for you. Uh, But if you haven't gotten enough content on the top 10 diecast or the top 10 race win diecast, definitely check out the Lionel Racing social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more on the top 10 diecast of 2021. We're going to wrap things up here in just a moment here on Authenticated. All right, folks, before we finish up season one of the Authenticated Podcast for 2021, we want to give a quick little call. If you're listening to this and it has not yet been Friday Definitely check out our social media channels Friday for the return of Diecast Santa. We appreciate the hundreds of you that have submitted your Diecast requests and wishes for Christmas time to Diecast Santa over the last few weeks. Uh, he has closed off that list. He's ma- checking it twice and he's checking your Twitter feeds to make sure you're not bad mouthing anybody and being a naughty person. And uh, otherwise, you're going to get a lump of coal in your stocking. But uh, if you've been a good boy or girl, Diecast. Santa and his elves. Yes, the elves are returning as well. Uh might just be re, uh granting your diecast wish uh on Friday. So uh no matter when you're listening to this, uh definitely check out our social media channels for the return of diecast Santa. And one, I guess last thing we got to do is our last lap highlight and, and I'll start with you Alex.
3: <laughs> I uh I just circle back to the colleague announcement with the the three guys, you know, the three team of, in the Cup Series car for next year. You know, I can't wait to see how that all plays out and how they all perform. That'll be good. Yeah.
1: All right. How about you, Michelle? What's your last lap highlight of the week?
2: Well, I saw diecast Santa roaming around the office, and he has a new hat. Was he, he jolly? He was a little bit jolly. He was looking for some cars and some... Did you go couple Santa, samples? I Know You? Uh, maybe. But he was looking for a couple items, and he's made some additions to his hat this year, which yes. hopefully stays on. <laughs> doesn't fall off in the middle of uh, his uh, gift giving.
1: Hey, it'll make good content at least. It
2: would make good content. Yes. So I think folks are, hopefully we make a lot of folks happy um, come this Friday.
1: And I will say that diecast Santa Santa's sleigh has t- turned into one of my cubes at the office yeah and, we're
2: accumulating
1: and his sleigh is chock full of diecast so this might be i don't know what one of we, our
2: biggest ones we
1: might be setting a record for the most diecast given away in one uh, one sitting at diecast santa so that'll be uh it'll be a lot of fun it, it always be is a lot of
2: fun i hope everybody well we can't make everybody happy but i yeah. hope we do make a lot of people happy i,
1: I think we will and uh, uh what makes it even better is we couldn't really do diecast cast santa. i think we did a few uh, uh gift card giveaways yeah, we, last year yeah, but we
2: couldn't come into the office and right. film together because of covid restrictions right. so we're excited that we can do it this year yeah,
1: absolutely so it'll be a lot of fun and uh, thank you for all who participated and just because uh, you, die cast santa didn't pick you it doesn't necessarily mean that you were on the naughty list but uh you had to have asked for things that are obtainable you know
2: right if <laughs> yeah. those... it's a car that hasn't been made or shipped yet we can't get it to right.
1: you some people are wanting like holy grail like special finishes from 15 years ago like uh, we don't got it so yeah <laughs> but uh those who did ask for things that are uh, a little bit more easily attainable we were able to uh, accommodate those so we've got some nascar authentics we've got some uh, number one dins uh we've got some samples and prototypes and we've got all kinds of stuff so uh, definitely check out diecast uh, santa if you have not yet already um my last lap highlight is just going to be a little tip of the cap over to the lionel store at concord mills um did a little bit of christmas shopping over this past weekend and uh got a lot done there um not just for my family but some friends and also picked up some gifts for some uh, um uh, families that my kids are supporting, some families in need and everything like that, that they're cheerleading and baseball teams are all supporting some uh, local community families and, uh, picked up a lot of gifts over there from trains to NASCAR Authentics to, uh, 124 scale diecast for everybody on our Christmas list and, uh, that's staff over there. And, they are team members they're lionel team members but we don't interact with them except for when we go to the store then you know we don't have a whole lot of interaction with them and i'm not so i'm not just saying this to to kiss the butts or anything like that but they are super friendly they are super helpful like they help like i don't know where anything is in that store and they helped me find stuff and and which was really cool and and the one gentleman that helped me didn't even know that i worked for lionel so uh it it was it it was a really cool experience so if you're not if you haven't been yet to the uh, lionel store at concord mills definitely check it out uh, whether it's before christmas or after christmas uh, it's definitely a must see and if you do go before christmas and the kids haven't seen santa yet santa claus is literally right He's out in right front of the door. Yeah. so whether you it's come to our spot. store or see santa you will be able to do both because they're literally you know right in front of one another so uh, uh, kudos to the team over at the lionel store at concord mills and uh, if you need directions and store hours everything like that it's LionelConcord.com. and uh so kudos to to that team uh alex michelle it's been it you know we did 12 episodes here in the last part of the season that's uh that's even more than i thought we would do because i thought we would do this maybe like every other week or so we ended up doing just about every week uh so thank you both for uh for being so such team players and um you know making this show come to fruition i think the fans and looking at the numbers of you know how many people are listening and downloading this show i, I think it's taken off and it's only going to go better places so thank you both uh, for all that you did over the last uh, 12 episodes or so
2: well thank you for producing it and for always having the right words <laughs> when we <laughs> oh, the right no. to say <laughs> because... and for your your smooth radio voice
1: well I, I i will say that i thankfully i can edit pretty well so all those bad words that i do say you know that only we hear Inside this room, so uh, the the fans don't get to hear the the cuss words and you know things like that. That uh, we would never do that. No, no, no. We we are a family friendly. You know, we we are the nice nicest pie. But uh, again, we, we've kind of teased that we'll have a NASCAR champion on in 2022. We're going to take the show on the road a couple of times, and uh, we've got a lot more stuff in store with this show in 2022. But uh, we certainly hope that everyone has a happy, healthy, safe holiday season and a merry christmas and uh um you know if you haven't gotten those last minute gifts the lionel store is still open and uh they've got hours all the way through christmas eve so definitely uh, check that out um but uh, if not uh if your if your shopping list is done again please have a merry christmas happy holiday please be safe and uh we will talk to you in 20 that's scary to say that when next time we will talk to these folks is in 2022 uh this year did fly by did. Um, but uh a lot of cool stuff in store and uh in the meantime on behalf of alex and michelle i am matt thank you so much for tuning in to authenticate and we will see you in 2022 follow lionel racing on twitter at lionel underscore racing on instagram at lionel underscore racing and be sure to like lionel racing on facebook